Hi. My name is Kristen, and um, I'm not a biblical scholar. Yes, I'm in the right place. <laughs> I feel like I belong here. No, really, I'm not a biblical scholar. <laughs> that might make some of you a little nervous figuring as how I'm going to get up here and talk about the book of Jeremiah. But don't fear. I had not read the Bible through my growing up years. And I thought that was normal because, well, I didn't belong to a family that went to church, so I didn't. It didn't seem to be a problem for me for most of my life. Occasionally, I would get curious and I'd find a Bible and I'd flip it open and I'd start to read and it made no sense to me. Shh. I didn't get it. But it seemed to be really important to a lot of people. Very important, like life and death kind of important. So I'd pick it up and I'd try again. I'd be bored. It was boring. Sorry. I just have to admit it. It was boring. And then... I would feel like it was really necessary because, you know, whole political agendas were resting on things that were in this book. I, political agendas that would affect my life. So I should probably pick that book up and just figure out the answer that I needed to figure out. And I'd pick it up and I'd start reading it again. I don't think I agree with some of this stuff. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a troubled path, I tell you. So then I went to seminary, and funny, funny, funny thing, they seemed to think I should read that book. <laughs> In fact, they, they thought maybe I had already read it. <laughs> so I did the most logical thing possible. I asked around, quietly. And before the first week of classes began, I got on the New York subway and made my way to a small corner down in the village where I heard they sold cliff notes. <laughs> That's right, cliff notes to the Bible. So I got those cliff notes and I read up pretty quickly so I could at least show up in class with some of those folks and seem like I had some reason for being there. But you see, the thing is, I did take those classes. I spent 50000 how much? A lot of money on some of those uh, years of education at a fine, fine seminary. I sat in a lot of classes with bona fide biblical scholars. And guess what? I still found it like, confusing, boring, and like maybe I didn't agree with a lot of stuff. <laughs> it didn't get fixed. And then a wonderful thing happened. I realized, ah, that was a really big, important thing I'd been missing all this time. I had been reading the Bible because somewhere I got the idea that this was a book that was going to tell me about how I could get God in my life. And then I realized I got it all wrong. It's a book about all people discovering God's already there. So, let me tell you about the book of Jeremiah. I live in the country. In a house with a lot of green stuff around. 
And in this place, I am accompanied through most of my days by a pack of dogs. <laughs> that was taken just this morning. And uh, the front dog that you see there is Rogue, and she lived on this property before I arrived. Rogue was a stray who made her home in this land before I purchased it. And she uh, was uh, skinny, 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 and flea-ridden, and uh, very, uh, what do you call it, you know, skittery. And she took a long while to realize that we were going to occupy the same space and that she could stay there and that everything was fine. Well, now she's part not only of my life, my home, and my pack, but she's part of my spiritual journey. So here's the story of Jeremiah. About a week ago, I don't know if you all remember, Rogue uh, had the experience along with many of us that we had a whole series of um, thunderstorms, day after day after day. And Rogue got scared. And she decided that the safest place for her to be was gonna be under the house. So she digged a little hole, dug a little hole, and climbed down under the house where she felt safe and secure and protected. And the rain was dumping and flowing under the house. And it got muddy and yucky. And then the storm stopped, and the thunder was gone, and there she was, stuck under the house. All night, all day. Rogue started praying. <laughs> it's cold down here, and I'm hungry. I'm afraid. Where are you? I'm so alone. It feels horrible down here. Get me out of here. And so, of course, being tortured and having my heart tenderly sensitive to her distress, Bridget and I grabbed a shovel and a flashlight and some special treats, and we went down under the house. Come here, baby, come here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You can come here. Doing a little flashlight. See the light. Come toward the light. Here, we'll give you some food. Come on, baby. It's all right. It's all right. We're right here. We can take care of you. It's okay. Come on, come on, come on. And she would dig, 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 and get right up to the opening and start to come out until it squeezed. And she went back right up under the house again. Oh, baby, baby, you can make it, you can make it, you can make it. Come on, come on, come on. More treats. Let's dig the hole a little, see if we can make her feel like she can make it out. We had all sorts of plans on how we could help her get out from under the house. Meanwhile, she is certain that we have abandoned her. Okay, it became midnight. <laughs> we needed to go to bed. <laughs> all night. 
Why have you forsaken me? I'm going to die here. You are so mean. I'm so scared. All night. The next day, I cancel appointments. I end up changing my whole plans, not following through on what I need to do, trying to figure out a way to get her out from the house. Over and over again. Come up close to the opening. <coughs> Hurts. Backs up again. Tried to find other places to dig holes. Tried to figure out ways that, that we might be able to lure her. Over and over. Nothing. Two days. <laughs> She's under the house. This is the story of Jeremiah. <laughs> Two days she's under the house. And so finally, break down and late at night, call Dr. Jackie, who's here with us today. Jackie, I'm sorry it's so late, but Rogue has been under the house for two days and it's getting late again and she's down there and I'm so worried and what if she dies there and what can I do? I can't get her out, I can't, and I'm all a mess. But she says, all right, well, tell you what you gotta do. If she won't come out, you're gonna have to lure her close and you're gonna have to drug her, muzzle her, put a leash around her and drag her out. It's the only way. Because if she can't come out on her own, that's what you're gonna need to do. Kristen, she says, as we're about to get off the phone, just so you know, she got in there. She can get herself out. <laughs> Jeremiah says, my people have exchanged their glory for worthless idols. They have forsaken me, says God, the spirit of living water by digging their own cisterns that cannot hold the water they need. God says to the people through the prophet Jeremiah, when you are in trouble, where are the gods you made with your own hands? People, people, people. There you are, all up in it, digging your way under the house, saying, I can't find my way home. People, 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 lying in the mud, rolling around, offering cries and complaints and curses against your God all night long instead of listening for the voice right outside that hole saying come this way baby come this way people 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 creating a situation where you're begging for someone to come rescue you as if you haven't already been claimed. Do I have 
have to go get the Benadryl and the muzzle and the leash. Pull you out of a place you can get out yourself? Just might need to be doing that. Oh, and you'll curse God for all the hardships. Look how God has tormented God's people. Drugging and muzzling, leashing and dragging. Never mind that you could get out yourself, but you're not, and you're going to die if you don't. People, people, people mistaking my willingness to go to any lengths, even when you're not, so that you can experience the life that is yours already. I'm telling you the story of Jeremiah. Because the Bible story is our story already. We're already all in it. You see, we have been journeying through these books of the Bibles, and we have come along this journey of the people. We've come along this journey of God's people. We've come along this journey of what it means to be a person who is in relationship with God. And this story is already all our stories. You see, it's about this people growing up. Let's remember, God has already done a number of things, important things, like saying, hey, people, I'm all in with you. I'm claiming you right now. You are a people that I am going to lift up you are going to have a place of belonging. I am going to make you a community that is rich and full unto many generations. And when you find yourself in bondage, when you are chained with all sorts of oppression, I promise you, I will make a way out. I will pull you out of slavery of every kind. I will part the waters of oceans for you to make your way. I will rain down food in the desert. You will not thirst. You will not hunger. You will have every single provision possible so that you will know I am a God of life and I have claimed you. There is not one thing that I will not take care of. Here is the story of God's people here is our story. This is the covenant I make with you, says God. And here, once you've made it to the new place, the free place, the land of milk and honey, even there I will show up over and over again. You're not sure how to live with each other? Well, let me guide you. Let me teach you. Let me talk to you about how to be loving with each other and how to respect each other. Here, follow these guidelines. Why? So that you can have the life you've already been given and have it in abundance. It's already yours. This is the covenant that God makes with God's people over and over again. I am a God of life. I am a God of your life. I am a God who proclaims your life everlasting. This is my covenant with you. I am all in. 
All you have to do is one thing. Receive it. But people, people, people. Storm comes and your hands are full of dirt because you're digging a hole for yourself. Thunder comes and your hands are just totally taken up with, help me! I'm reaching, but you're too busy taking care of things yourself as you're looking around and screaming for somebody to rescue you. People, 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 I love you. You have already been saved. This is the story of Jeremiah. He is known as the prophet who is the prophet of accountability. He's also called the weeping prophet. Over a hundred times in his book, we hear the words, turn around, just turn around. God wants you. God is with you. God is providing for you. God has claimed you. God loves you. Turn around, rogue, just keep coming, baby. Stop digging back under the house. You're already home. Jeremiah says to the people, look, here's the deal. You can die under that house, believing that there's no way for you to find your way home. You can die under that house crying for someone to do for you what you can do for yourself. It's already within you, in your heart. You know the way, but you're so busy digging and crying that you can't even hear it. I've written it on your heart. It is all in you. Your innermost parts have been formed with the knowledge of how to listen for my voice. Come, the opening is here. Yeah, it squeezes just a little, but you can make it. Jeremiah says to the people, look, if you keep not listening to the voice that is already within you, to what you know already of the love you think you're without, you will find yourself feeling far, far from home overtaken by all sorts of oppressive, depressive, repressive feelings, ideas, thoughts, religion, theology, beliefs, you will indeed be trapped. And you will not be able to make your way home, not because you aren't there, but because you are and you refuse to turn around and look within and find what is already there. It's been done. Do you perceive it? You are mine. Will you receive it? And so here we are, people of God, in this book of Jeremiah, a people who are being asked, challenged, invited, and promised 
that the God that we long for has already done it. Whatever it is you think you're missing, lacking, endangered by, threatened with, overwhelmed by, unable to handle, God has got it. Listen to what is already within you. You will find your way home. When we are lost from within, we surely, can I get an amen, are lost from without. When we are lost from within, we are surely in exile out here. But there's no need for all that. Jeremiah weeps with a broken heart, saying, people, already, already, already. So, what happened? Bridget and I set the alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning because we could not get down under there at midnight. It was too difficult to see her another full night down there. Would she survive? We set the alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning. We had our supplies. We had our Benadryl. We had our muzzle. We had our leash. And we were determined. We got up. We got the things together. We opened the door and went out onto the carport. And there she was, <laughs> wagging her tail, a muddy mess, smiling and proud of ourselves. See what I did? I got out all by myself. People of God, beloved, beautiful people of God. You can make it. It's already within you. On the way in today, I saw another Bible story, Peace, from Jeremiah. I saw in the early morning in our rural neighborhood, a mother and a daughter making their way to the market. And the little girl was maybe seven, and she was just skipping along. And I had this moment of recognition of remembering that there was a time when I was little and I used to skip. And my heart got very tender and I just said a spontaneous blessing. May you always be able to skip. May you always know that freedom that this is your space and your place and you can move and you can be skip. I hope you never lose it. And then it came overwhelming upon me. May you be so blessed that you don't even know that it could be lost. And Jeremiah says, the day will come when the people will no longer need to remind one another. The day will come when the people will no longer need to be taught that I have written it upon your hearts. You are my people and I am your God. Peace be with you.